Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for June 18th, 2023. In the U.S., it is Father's Day. Join in our call to worship. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is your steadfast love toward those who fear you. As far as the east is from the west, so far you remove our transgressions from us. We praise you for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen.
today is from the book, The Lives We Actually Have, by Kate Bowler and Jessica Ritchie. It is a blessing for the courage to do something difficult. God, I am struggling to face the difficult thing I know I should do, the conversation I've been avoiding, the help I should have asked for months ago, the symptom I have long ignored. Oh God, help me. I am afraid to act, but afraid to admit my inaction might be making things worse. Blessed are we who recognize that we are struggling under the weight of the nothing that has happened, but needs to. Blessed are we who say honestly, God, this is so hard, and I don't know why. The longer I leave it, the worse it gets. God, help me begin, or even begin to begin, though I can't know how this will go. Fill that inner space where I am quietly overwhelmed and stuck in mud, or maybe it's quicksand. I hear you say, I will strengthen you and help you. You go before me, and you are right here with me, even now. In my panicking, in my anxieties, in my master avoidance, your love never fails. Amen. We are continuing our series, Consider the Birds, with the Eagle, Power and Vulnerability. Isaiah 40, 27 through 31. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is dis disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I do not do a lot of bird watching. But one bird that really arrests my attention is a bald eagle. They are not terribly common in this area, but I see one occasionally. One of them made an appearance between my house and Beatrice quite often when I worked at the college. I would catch a sighting of it as I commuted to work in the morning. There is something about an eagle. The words majestic and awe-inspiring seem appropriate. 
I used to try to stop and get a photo before I realized that no matter how hard I tried to focus, my smartphone would pick up no more than a speck in the sky. No, better for me just to enjoy the sighting and keep driving. The eagle is an incredibly powerful hunter. It has strong leg muscles and extraordinary wings. Its wingspan, depending upon the species, can be five to eight feet. The bald eagle can soar at heights of 11,000 feet, as high as some small planes. The eagle will dive at incredible speed. A golden eagle has been clocked at speeds of 200 miles an hour. It is little wonder that many countries have chosen an eagle as a symbol, from the Roman Empire to Hitler's Third Reich, from Namibia to the United States. The eagle is, indeed, a mighty and impressive bird. But for all this power, the eagle is also incredibly vulnerable. Less than 50% of eagles survive their first year of life. Since eagles lay a series of two to three eggs in one nest, the eaglets will hatch out at different times. When food is abundant, this is not a problem, but when food is scarce, the, young, the larger eaglets will often kill the younger, weaker ones. Gulls, magpies, black bears, ravens, crows, raccoons, bobcats, wolverines, and arctic foxes frequently prey on the eggs and young of eagles. There are many other threats to eagles. Illegal hunting is one. Lead poisoning from eating birds or other animals killed with lead shot is another very serious threat. Loss of habitat, power line entanglement, collision with human-made structures, and pesticide poisoning are also frequent killers. The bald eagle came very close to extinction. I can remember during the 1960s, about the same time that Rachel Carson's landmark work, The Silent Spring, was published, the widespread use of DDT almost brought an end to our national symbol. Ingestion of that poison interfered with the eagle's ability to process calcium. They laid eggs with extremely brittle shells, which shattered when the eagles tried to sit on the eggs to warm them. By 1963, the eagle population, which was once in the hundreds of thousands, dropped to only 417 nesting pairs in the lower 48 states. For the first time, people became aware of the dangers of synthetic pesticides. As Rachel Carson warned, over increasingly large areas of the United States, spring now comes unheralded by the return of birds, and the early mornings, once filled with the beauty of birdsong, are strongly silent. In the Aenid, the pathway to hell is Averno. In Greek, this means a place without birds. The entrance to hell is a place without birds. People across the country seem to know this instinctively. Carson's research caused the nation to wake up.
Scientists and ordinary citizens work together to save the birds. Debbie Blue recounts this story in her book, Consider the Birds. By 1967, the eagle was declared protected. In 1972, DDT was banned. In 1973, PCBs were banned in situations where they were likely to contaminate the environment at large. The National Wildlife Refuge System began to provide habitat for nesting pairs of bald eagles. Various centers across the country began to breed eagles in captivity and then release them into the wild. By 1981, through the work of bird lovers and environmental laws, the bald eagle population in the lower 48 had doubled. By 1993, there were 4,500 nesting pairs. By 1995, the threat was declared to be reduced. By 2007, the federal government officially removed the bald eagle from the endangered species list. These days, they are everywhere. Although it is impossible to obtain an accurate count, some say there are now more than 9,000 nesting pairs in the lower 48, with thousands more across Canada and Alaska. What does all this have to say to us sitting here this morning? Two things, I think. One is the story we retell as Christians every Christmas and every Eastertide that our God, our mighty, omnipotent God, came to live among us as a vulnerable infant human being. That our mighty God consented to limit God's self to a fragile human being with the limitations, the hunger and thirst, the capacity for exhaustion, and the helplessness of any human child. And that child, grown up, once more allowed himself to be vulnerable, humbling himself to death on a cross. But, as we also know, that death was not the end. As the eagle was resurrected from the brink of extinction, so Jesus Christ rose again to show us that death does not have the final say. So the second thing that the eagle shows us is that resurrection is possible. Life can continue. God's will and God's way is life and life everlasting. So, whether or not the eagle is our national symbol, whether or not we revere the eagle for its power, we can envision the eagle as a symbol for our God. The Bible uses this language. In the scripture from Exodus quoted on our bulletin today, Moses says that God bore the people on eagles' wings as they were freed from captivity in Egypt. God carries us on eagles' wings. What an amazing image. Those who know me well know that I enjoy perusing thrift shops. I also love a bit of a mystery. So when I found this framed poem written in German, I sent it to our friend Enos to be translated. She said, oh, it is a church song. One that I don't know, though. 
and she sent me this translation, which I hope is meaningful to you as we ponder the eagle. Carried on eagle's wings over the roaring sea of time, born on eagle's wings into eternity. Over mountains and valleys and plains, ever higher to the heavenly heights, the wings are strong that carry me, the wings on which I stand. And under the same wings, how wonderfully I rest. There is my refuge, my firm and safe shelter. The enemy may circle above me and aim and spy as he will. The wings are strong that cover me and under the wings it remains quiet. Yes, sheltered under the wings and kept on the wings, that gives a blessed rest, that gives a happy ride, that gives a sure knowledge in changing pilgrimage, for under the wings is peace, and on the wings is strength. Let us pray. O God, we thank you that your way is life and peace. We thank you that in your omnipotence, you became a vulnerable human being to show us your great love for us. We thank you that you shelter us under your wings and bear us up on eagles' wings. In Jesus' name, amen. For those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Go in God's strength. Amen.